Hey guys, welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. It's Judy this week all alone without Sana because she's been amazing off in Europe. But I had the honor to talk to two amazing ladies from Hasbro that were part of the Marvel Rising project that worked on the dolls, the fashion dolls. They are on my desk, which is not helpful to you guys, but very helpful to me. So I was able to chat with Monica Liza Lopez, who is the product designer for girls' fashion dolls on Expression Brands, and Candace Metzger, who is the senior graphic designer branding for event and packaging. Both of these ladies worked on the Marvel Rising fashion dolls from actually physically designing the dolls from the costume that they wear to their hair to their um, the shapes then to the final like packaging and taking photos and basically how you guys end up seeing the final products and we talked to them about you know how both of them got started at Hasbro and what made them want to work on such a great project that is Marvel Rising so please welcome Candace and Monica hi Monica hi hi Candace hi welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast Thank you for having us. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's this is something we've been trying to do for a bit. And I'm actually really excited that we're all in a room together to talk Marvel Rising and sort of the product line that Hasbro did because they are amazing. I love them so much. And so does Sana. Um, you know, and it's it's such a great line because it's so diverse. And we're going to dive into that in the podcast a little bit. But I wanted um, for fans at home who don't know you guys, I want you to talk a little bit about what your job at Hasbro is and what you do. We can start with Monica. So my name's Monica. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a product designer at Hasbro, exclusively working on girls' expression brands. And I particularly work on fashion dolls, which I did for Marvel Rising. And then uh, Candice, you're a graphic designer, right? I'm the graphic designer. So basically what I do is I, um, the the products that Monica would design, I'm the one that's helping develop the branding that's going to go on the packaging, uh, that's going to go on the events and uh, different elements of graphic design that applies to that actual product. It seems like such a fun job that both of you guys have because you get to basically work with like toys and figures and dolls all day. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm sure there's still some hard work in there. Yeah. (laughs) But we are, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you're not staring at just corporate logos all day. You're definitely working with things that have a little bit of fun and life to them and excitement. So, And I think what helps is just the team is just so great to work with when like things get challenged, like things are not going the way where you thought, um, you know, we got to have each other to support. You know, we have the product team, we have the design, branding design team. I mean, we have to really connect in order to make sure that whatever we're designing really gives an amazing space to the product. Um, so there's a lot of collaboration throughout the whole process. It's really great. Yeah. I mean, it's also, you guys are working on this like great line. Marvel Rising is a collaboration between Marvel and Hasbro. I mean, uh, we did the shorts and the feature that's available on Marvel HQ, but includes such great characters like Squirrel Girl and Ghost Spider. We've got Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Um, th- and there's so many of them. And it's like, and I wish I could buy them all because they're all so great. <laughs> but like, so let's talk a little bit about actually what you guys do. So dive a little bit into... I feel like most people have like a basic understanding of what a product designer and a graphic designer does, but like more of like, what's your day to days? You know, you come into work and you boot your computer up and then you pull up a a program and you design a doll, you draw, like what's, what's the process, Monica? So starting with new season, it depends on if you're working on a licensed brand or an IP 
brand. Um, so specifically for Marvel Rising, at the beginning stage, you start with meeting with Marvel team itself and just getting to know the brand and really diving deep. And then that's when all the fun stuff begins. You start creating mood boards, what you envision the characters, what you envision the product, because we wanted to design something completely new where it's different from what you're seeing in stores. And of course, making sure it makes sense for the brand. So then comes the fun part that I like doing personally is drawing the actual product itself and collaborating with Marvel on just the little details of like from the costumes to the faces of the sculpts to the hair, every single detail. Like it was just a wonderful collaboration. And then then comes a step of is it in cost? All the nitty gritty <laughs> detail. <laughs> I know that yeah. life. I know that life. Yeah. But, you know, with the support of everybody, including um, internal teams, you know, we were able to get everything in cost and just and then comes in the step of just presenting these ideas to both Marvel and internal teams and then just getting it approved and then just making sure that the final product at the final stage is okay. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like so much fun, especially like the idea of you guys have such ability to like design different things because, you know, if, if no one's seen the dolls. They have their like superhero costume and then they have variants and then some of them come with like fun accessories like tippy toe. Yes. This girl girl has tippy toe. (laughs) Yes. And and I think that's so fun because it gives you guys an opportunity to sort of design something different and new and also for fans at home to have something different to change a dollar and or for kids at home to like play with it a little bit like I think that's great too yeah yeah they can act out the stories you know yeah like for a squirrel girl she could be with her tail or without it yeah (laughs) (laughs) all her little poses and also the tail yeah like the tail part (laughs) that squirrel girl was a great design feature yeah like how do you like I mean probably probably putting the the doll in a package right yeah and then you have to figure out how to put the tail in there but yeah it's pretty ingenious yeah Definitely, because in the show or just in general, her character, she tucks in her tail. She never takes it off. So how do you do that in product? (laughs) Yeah. Retractable tail. Yeah. It wasn't an easy thing. thing. But, you know, I think in the end results, it was pretty successful. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, um, Candace, you step in at that point, the product is designed and now you've got to come up with all this, the packaging and the, the, the store design. And, and we talked about the photos, like that's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's really fantastic to be a part of. And, and just as Monica was saying, you know, it's different between a licensed brand and an in-house brand. And um, with the licensed brands, we do tend to be given a lot of assets. Whereas with an in-house brand, we're developing like the branding and graphics from scratch. In this case, um, there was a lot of collaboration with the Marvel rising branding team. Um, We would have our weekly calls with them in New York and they would show us what they were working on and they were asking for our feedback, which was awesome. So we had this really great early on kind of collaboration around the visuals that was it was, I was like, wow, this is like better than, than art school. It was really, it was really great. It was really collaborative. We really kind of built off each other's interests. We brought vision boards, mood boards, structure ideas that they were really excited by and open to, and they give us great feedback. So um, it was really productive. Obviously, we were kind of faced with the challenge of we have all these amazing different characters, and we want to highlight each character differently. They've got an individual character color. They have an individual symbol that represents who they are. We need to make sure we can communicate all that on package, highlighting the product, and then also making it make sense as a cohesive group of the secret warriors. So 
it could look like a hodgepodge crazy mess, <laughs> but luckily we were able to really kind of dial it in, really highlight the things that were important. And then when you put it together on the shelf with the really interesting sh um, structures, it all fit together. It totally communicated as this really kind of fun, kind of gritty, edgy, unique, but still colorful brand that has such a diverse array of characters that I just loved. So um, so anyway, it was it was great. It was a great experience. It was I fun. mean, and you also get to be a part of the the, the photography team to create right. all the the photos that are sent out. Those are always so great. Hasbro always brings their A game when they send us photos. I'm always like, this is so good because they're posable. They have great backgrounds. It makes you really just want to be like, oh, this is so cool. Right, right. I, I know that in, in the the whole branding and packaging side. We were given such great illustrations from Marvel. I mean, we fell in love with the character art. It was so great. So we didn't really need photography on pack of product, but we were like, oh, that's too bad. But then the opportunity from the Hasbro marketing was like, we really need to create some dynamic, amazing photos that can start swirling around as soon as these dolls hit shelf. And what are, what are your ideas? And so I had to brainstorm with my team. And then I came up with this whole um, concept of each one has their character color. And we're going to get them in these either hero pose and we're going to get them in their civilian clothes and really just have them in situations that reflect where they are. If they're a civilian, they're actually in a civilian diorama. We printed out some of the Marvel Rising cartoon backgrounds and had them there with little fake bushes and trees and tippy toes in the grass. I mean, it was really fun. It was like that stuff. I was like, oh, my God, can I just lock myself in the photo studio for a week with these dolls and just pose them? And we would get Monica to come in and be like, now, can she hold her fist like this? Because we also wanted to show that what we were posing them as would be achievable. We don't want everyone at home. Also, like, if it's in their power pose, because right. each individual yeah. has one. <laughs> Right. You really want to make sure that it's authentic and achievable for the. And they were so articulated, so well articulated. I mean, Spider Gwen, I'm sorry, Ghost Spider, his knees would like bend like crazy. So um, it was really fun. That was a great creative process. It just sounds yeah. like it. So, <laughs> so I want to learn a little bit about each of you guys. Like, what drew you to this specific career? Obviously, working for Hasbro is like one of those, like, it's like one of those, like, dream jobs, right? You know, very similar to, like, what people say to me at Marvel. But what drew you, like, product design? So my background was pretty different than what I thought it would be, to be honest. Um, but, you know, starting from what a young age, like, my inspiration, um, I have seven siblings. So I have <laughs> five sisters and two brothers. And I was always drawn to more hanging out with my brothers. And they were into comics, video games, sci-fi films. So at the early stage, I like was so into just stories that have like the underdog character or an outcast. And that always inspired me even to like watching films that are fictional. I love costume design. So those were like my two loves early on as a kid and I always started drawing from the moment I picked up a pencil so I got lucky for high school I actually went into a fashion program and then I went into Otis thinking that was going to be a runway designer try that out for four years I was creatively burnt out and was trying to look for a different outlet so then when I freelance for a bit doing graphic design at the company that I was previously at they had toy design so then I never thought that looks interesting. Maybe I should try it out. And I did. And I never looked back because in the end, it's essentially just creating 
costumes in miniature form, but then like also bringing some fun aspect of it. Kind of just all like happened unexpectedly, but I definitely don't regret. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of like a wild ride from Otis doing fashion design to this, but it makes sense because like you want nowadays with the access to fashion for everyone, you want your dolls and your toys to also be fashionable to match you, especially for young girls who are buying like the Marvel Rising like clothing line. You could have your doll match yeah. yourself. Like that's amazing. You want it to be a mini version of you, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to be Squirrel Girl all the time. But yeah. The clothing did not fit me. But the dolls, yeah. I <laughs> definitely can, I can wear the dolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, you know, what drew you to graphic design, Candace? You know, it's been kind of a, a windy creative road as well. My my grandma was an anchor for Disney in the 40s, so I grew up watching her sketch and hearing stories about that. So I think there was always this, like, mystique around Disney and animation. And then my grandfather was actually a graphic designer and illustrator um, for advertising. So, I mean, he was doing all the stuff I do in Photoshop now by hand. <laughs> I mean, he was doing beautiful lettering, which I still try to do on my own, on my own time. But it was just seeing that and just kind of, for me, it was like, oh, this is kind of, you do this as careers. It wasn't, I felt very lucky that as a creative kid, I was in a family that was filled with creative people. So, and they were pretty encouraging. I didn't know specifically that I was going to be going into more of a, like a branding specific packaging kind of realm until later. Uh, You know, at first I was an artist and showing my art in art shows and then doing illustrations and then illustrations for people. And then it kind of just kept growing and growing as I went through the realm of art, trying to figure out which things I enjoyed doing the most, because it's not just, as an artist, you aren't just a painter or you aren't just an illustrator. There's so many different places you can fit. And I got into stationery, so I was designing journals and these little cute storage boxes. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, wait, this is like packaging. And then I ended up at Mattel and was there for a while and then and then moved on to Hasbro. So I think my aesthetic visually has always been drawn to things that look more animated and you know character-driven. My own art is very narrative, so the things I'm working on now, creating branding for, are very close to my heart visually. And um, but yeah, lots of experiences, but very happy to have all of them. Hey, that's an amazing like family, like the line of you guys, like the history of how art evolves over time. That's kind of great that you're continuing like the family line and the idea, like. I did it. My parents were both scientists, right. so I no, just it's, was like, I mean, which is wonderful. It goes to show creativity can come from anywhere. Yeah, it just so happened everyone I knew was an artist, and when I met people that weren't, I was like, "What's wrong with you? Like, how are you not an artist?" So Although I appreciate it, my daughter wants to be a doctor, you know. So I'm like, "Oh, am I going to do it? How am I going to help her with that?" <laughs> I'm like, well, I can draw what art looks like. <laughs> right. I think if you're wanting to go into art, just yeah. practice every day. That's like even now I still practice every day because like creatively like things are changing, you know, like you're saying, like it's no longer in pen, pencil. You have to now go into digital mode. And this is definitely the time for that. (laughs) Drawing on the Cintiq. Yeah, it definitely is similar to drawing on paper, but it's takes it has it's, it's, yeah. it's different. It's different. It's a, but it's a whole other skill. Yeah. It's so great to use. You can always draw on paper. You can, you know, to have these other skills are amazing. Yes. Um, well and also the evolving of, of sort of style, you know, things are always constantly changing. And nowadays with with toys with Hasbro's doing such a great job is there's such a wide variety of shapes and sizes and types. 
And that's kind of great because it really gives you guys the opportunity to keep on flexing your design skills every day when you come in to be like, okay, uh, cool. So the new idea on shelves is like this. So I'll do it like this. Or, you know, we need to think about like having like a slightly shorter girl or maybe a girl that has a little bit more hips. Yes. So, and I think that that's great. It, it gives you the opportunity not to do the same thing every day. It also made it more meaningful for what we were working on too. I was like, my God, this girl, where was she when I was in yeah. you know, ten you know, a ten year old looking for a doll that and like when they came out with the brunette Barbie, I was so excited because it was like I could see my a little I maybe mean, even from the head up, the chin up, I could see myself. <laughs> but yeah. now, you know, the bodies it, it's the thing about Marvel Rising was it was so relatable and the characters were so unique and, you know, yeah, the different bodies. Like, how do we get <laughs> a doll that is this tall to fit in the same package as a doll that's tinier, you know, like, and get their poses that really show off their uniqueness. I think it's a great time to be a doll collector. <laughs> yeah, I think from both the Marvel side and Hasbro side, representation definitely mattered on this line. So like the different body types, the different ethnicities, the different, even just the heights it just all of it mattered and we definitely like make sure that it was accounted for on each character. Like so what is the design process of designing something like this? I mean you guys talked about having to put a short and a tall girl in the same box. You know, like what goes through as you guys are designing these things? Is it something where you can like 3D print something in the workhouse or is it like you have to send because I know back in the day you would send it to yeah. China or wherever right. and then they would send you back a model. But like what's that process now? So when we established the characters, we looked at what is their height, what is their body type. So by that, uh, you would start off by drawing them in 2D form, um, both front, side, back, all those little details. And then I kicked it off with my sculpt team in-house. And then we kind of just like go back and forth to make sure fine tune it and as perfect as possible. And of course, that too, like that whole development of it was Marvel became a part of it too. So they had their input as well. And, but in, you know, in the end, it was a happy medium. Like we both had a vision and we both aligned and then it just, it spoke for itself. And then we output it in house and shared it with them. So all of the early stages, we like did it in house and of course shared it to Marvel and their team. And it, it just worked out. So wait, do you guys have actually people sculpting or is it all like 3D modeling now? 3D modeling. Yeah, it's just a lot faster. And too, with the age of now, like everything is just digital and you could do that pretty easily and get it done rapidly. So then with that process, it just makes it a lot faster from the development side to get it into retail. I mean, yeah, that totally makes sense. Instead of having to ship something and ship something back, yeah. now you can be like, cool, design it, set it to print overnight, come back, it's all done. Yeah. I mean, 3D printing has changed the world, man. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. And then, like, I mean, you talked about, Candace, you talked a little bit about, like, how you guys had, like, a big printer in the shop and you would just, like, so, like, what, what, what do you have to do to get to the point where you're at the printer, you're playing with the actual physical dolls? And right, right. Well, I think... There's a lot of collaboration that goes on. So you establish that look of branding. You establish how it's going to be applied to different structures. So then you start to move kind of into this. You've got the tone, the visual tone of the graphics. Now is, how is that going to be applied to a package? And from there, you, you know, obviously you're working with a packaging engineer who knows all the ins and outs about what creases and folds in the plastic and, and what types of materials you're even going to use for the package. So there's collaboration there. So once you do get some die lines, you've shared things with Marvel. They're excited with what you're working on. You've shared things internally. Lots of people involved. <laughs> then um, what we're able to do is apply the graphics 
projects. We send them to this enormous cutting machine that we have. It's called the Kongsberg. It's huge. And um, from there, we send the digital dye lines. We print the art. It gets mounted. It actually gets cut for us. I mean, I, we could be doing it with X-Acto knives, but it, the amazing thing about this is it cuts it, it creases it. We have to assemble it. Then we get to borrow the models if they're in-house, not out on a meeting. <laughs> and, um, and we get to pose them in pack. Really, it's, it's working with the packaging engineer, too, making sure what poses we can actually achieve in pack, um, things that will just really highlight what, the, you know, what their signature pose is, how it will actually sit in pack. I mean, there's a lot of engineering that kind of goes into all of those decisions. But it's like you create these beautiful little dioramas almost, and you get to put these characters in there, and then it, it's like it's where they need to be, you know, if you've done it right. <laughs> when it all comes together, yeah, it makes a really great statement. I mean, and what is it like for both of you guys to, to go into a store and to see the product that you've been working on for so, much, so many months or maybe years and see maybe a little girl, a little boy pick it up? Like, what is that like? So I remember the first time, so it wasn't supposed to launch till October. And I just remember I was research shopping and I went into in September and I went in the aisle and I was just like, my heart started beating. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, because <laughs> it was about almost like a year and a right, half right. of developing right, from right. the very beginning, you know, even from the early stages, both Marvel and Hasbro didn't even know who the characters were going to be on this team. So from starting that conversation to now being in store and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm very happy with it because it just it's just you didn't see that. Well, I didn't see that as a kid in terms of that far of like expanding like so much representation, like right, in just one right. line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It really it was amazing. I think we all were like texting yeah. each other. Photos were flying yes. around like it's in this store. Oh, yeah. And everybody we all go went to the store. And, go. <laughs> and I think um, for me, I didn't see anybody get it was the store was empty so <laughs> i didn't see anybody everything? but i was you like bought everything it. right <laughs> but out I, uh, my sister texts me a picture of my nephew who's five and he immediately picked america chavez and i like cried a little bit because she's my favorite <laughs> that's so amazing that's yeah. so great that ripple of, yeah. of people being so excited. I think that really plays into it as well. Just starting to see the responses and uh, on the internet, you know, of all the, yeah, just, and I, just with the ph- photography that we released, like seeing that getting reposted everywhere and, and um, just, you know, being really excited that people were, it was doing what we were hoping it would, because it was doing that for us while we were designing it. So. Yeah, I mean, in, on the Women of Marvel, because Sana Aminat is, is my co-host, we talked about Marvel Rising. We we always talk about it because it's such a great line, and she's so proud of it. I'm so proud of her and everything that, that she's done with Marvel and you guys. And, like, when we first had the Kamala Khan doll, I, like, put it down in front of her, and she was like, look at this. It's Miss Marvel. Like, who would have thought that, like, five years, not even five years down the line, she would have her own doll? And these, it's such an amazing experience to be able to, like, see people who have struggled and pushed to have diversity and have it be represented. And, and now there's an option for every single type of little girl boy out there to have something like this. And then, and then dress like them and adults have them. I mean, it's so great. I'm so excited. Yeah, I remember <laughs> going to Comic-Con last year and it wasn't even out. <laughs> And everybody was dressing up as the characters was like, oh, my gosh, this is overwhelming. Right, right. It was 
was it was in the zeitgeist. It was they, you know, it was all just waiting to come out and happen. Yeah, you guys are a part of that, and I'm so I'm so happy that Marvel and Hasbro works together. And you guys do such great products for us. I mean, we're always talking about. Oh, did you see the new Hasbro thing that just came out? Okay, cool. And we all buy it, and we all like have it at our desks. It's really great. So, well, so for those out there, do you guys have like a Twitter or a website that you would love to send people to to maybe learn more about what you guys do or? Um, I just have an Instagram. <laughs> uh, my handle is Mona Lisa Draws. M O N I L I Z A Draws is just my first and middle name together. Okay. And mine is just uh, cjmetzger.com. So that's where all my art and shenanigans are <laughs> online. <laughs> well, and the, and the dolls are still available in stores. You guys can go pick them out. If not, you can probably find them online. There's so many of them. They have um, different outfits. So if you want to collect them all, go do that. That's yes. very important. Maybe change the dolls. And if you guys have photos of yourself with your dolls or, you know, um, your kids or your nieces or nephews, you can send them to um, the Women of Marvel Instagram or you can send them to our email at womenof at marvel.com. Maybe we'll post them on our Instagram or Ooh. share them with you guys yeah, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I want to thank you Please both do. for joining us. This was such a great conversation. I'm so happy that, you know, this is a thing that is happening now in this moment. I feel it's a good moment. Definitely. Yes. So, <laughs> so happy to be a part of it. Thanks again to Candace and Monica for joining us on the podcast. Hope you guys are currently on your way out to the stores to go pick up some Marvel Rising fashion dolls because they are amazing. Uh, I have Squirrel Girl. I love her. But there's also a Miss Marvel. And there's an America Chavez. And there's more. Just go buy them all. Okay? And one more thing, Marvel fans. Freeform's original series, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, is back. In season one, we met Ty and Tandy as they discovered their new superpowers. Ty, who is Cloak, can control the realm of darkness, and Tandy, who is Dagger, can shoot daggers of light from her hands. In this new season, there are bigger issues on the horizon. They'll need to embrace their powers and figure it out fast because whether they like it or not, mayhem is coming. Tune in to season two of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, Thursdays on Freeform. Thanks again to Hasbro and Rising. And Sana, can you please come back? Because I kind of miss you. I'm sitting alone in the dark, talking to myself, and I would like for you to come back, please. So she'll return for the next episode. So we'll see you guys next time. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>